0: This is your Daily Dose, I'm Nick. Like many people, I get a little anxious when it comes to parties, especially if there are a lot of people I don't know all that well. So it's unlikely that I would ever have a holiday party for my neighbors. Bob and his wife Patty, though, they're the type of people to do such a thing. But there was still a little bit of trepidation to this get-together. Sam will be here uh, for Christmas.
1: And Devin will be here shortly after Christmas. Nice. And so we're going to get to hang out, which I'm really excited about. That's great. Uh, but before that, we're having a Christmas party. Well, we're having a gathering of neighbors uh, in my house on Friday night. In in the house? In the house, in okay. this house. And uh, and this is, you know... I. I love living in this neighborhood. I've lived in this neighborhood for like 33 years. Is this a tradition, an annual tradition? Not really, not really. We realized that we really don't know our neighbors all that well. Yeah. Uh, And we have a bunch of new people who've moved into the cul-de-sac and around our neighborhood. And so Patty, being the sweet, generous spirit that she is, says, I'm going to invite them all over our house for drinks and hors d'oeuvres on a Friday before Christmas and we're just going to get to know each other and hang out. And I'm like, who can argue with that spirit? But then I remembered that the majority of the people who surround me in my cul-de-sac are extremely conservative trump loving gun toting human beings and now not all of them to a person we have like our padulas across the street we adore these are really great human beings that we love to hang out with Mm -hmm. and they're they're good people they're also from massachusetts we relate to them on that level as well and we have uh, other neighbors we don't know very well who are it's a cop and his wife and his two kids and our next door neighbors have a, a great kid too but they're Around election time, you see the Trump flags come out. You see yeah. the conservative rhetoric start to come out. And it's like, we're bringing that in. We have one black neighbor in our neighborhood who told us that she'll be arriving early so she doesn't have to interact with some of the other neighbors. Oh. It's like, that's hard, you yeah. know? Because one of our neighbors introduced her themselves to her by saying, yeah, we're gun-toting people. Who does that? You lead with that? It's like That's what I said to like uh. I don't... And that seems rather hostile way to lead. Now I don't know the context of the way that it was put out there, but that doesn't seem to me. I, to be I the don't f- know that there's a context. The first, second, or even twenty fifth sense that. you speak, yeah. right?
0: That's the same person who has on the back of their truck like my family, but instead of the stick figures or the Star Wars characters, it's guns. Oh no! To denote is
1: that what that? I see those stacks of guns. I didn't realize that that's what it I, was. It's,
0: sometimes it's just like, hey, I'm a big fan of guns, but sometimes but yeah, it's I'm I such can- a big fan... Fan that I've represented family oh. members as guns, because that's a thing. It's in, well, Question it's mark? incredible.
1: You know there's There's a, there are more guns in America than there are people in America mm-hmm. by multiples. It's it's an incredible thing. So yeah, that's yeah. Oh, I get I mean, that. You could say the same thing about teeth, <laughs> and people have been killed by those too. Mm-hmm. Although in a much more personal way, visceral way, I like to say. So I will see how the, that whole event goes. I'm, I'm going into it with an open heart and uh, I'm going to learn some things. I'm going to ask some provocative questions and I'm going to
0: sit back and listen while I sip on my martini. Are you going to ask those provocative questions uh, or any of uh, provocative questions that have to do with politics?
1: No. Okay. No, because I, I don't want to go there and I don't want to, I don't want to unleash that ugliness, but here's what I figure. Uh, it's my space that I'm inviting these people into and I do believe that every single one of these people who's being invited has some redeeming quality. Uh, you know so my provocative questions will go toward unleashing that part of them and seeing where our common ground lies. And also having a little bit of fun. you know yeah. I, have, I have 170 different questions that I've written out for the benefit of me working with groups. I don't mind unleashing them on group 20 who
0: show up at my house. Well, I appreciate that about you because I think there we often try to get into that person is terrible from top to bottom. Oh, yeah. And trying to find or even believing that there's something redeemable about somebody. Yeah. And, you know, there are definitely people out there, uh, politics, uh, Hollywood, whatever, that that are are irredeemable. Irredeemable, right? No question. There are evil people out there. There are some people, you know, I even with my own family, I really thought less of people, uh, certain people, until I got to know them a little bit better. Yeah. And you find out what their motivations are, what their real fears are. And while it doesn't make excuses for some of their actions, you can kind of see where that's coming from.
1: Yeah, yeah. And well, and this is the other side of things. There's a, um, this is a gentleman, I believe his first name is Daryl. Uh, a black man who made it his challenge to go out and talk to KKK members, Yeah, right? He actually, he just came into town for our Holocaust Moral Resource and Education Center. Yeah, Center's he's a dedication. musician. Yeah, he's Didn't a... Didn't
0: Sean Welcome did, do his uh yes, on that? Yes, he did.
1: Yeah. Yes, okay, so you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll let you know his full name because he's an amazing human being. It's, his name is just escaping me right now. But having the wherewithal to reach across the aisle, across the ideology, and say... I just really wanna know where you're coming from and I wanna understand why you could feel this about me when you don't even know me. And that was his basic premise. How can you hate me when you don't even know me? And this has been a theme that's come out over and over again, which is it's really hard to hate somebody when you know their story, Yeah. right? So maybe we
0: should start with that. Let's see what their story is. Yeah, but again, it's it's more convenient if you just put everybody into a box and then learn nothing about them and then you can feel however you want. And isn't that a weird little safe construct? Mm-hmm. I mean, to
1: me it's a categorization in, in and of itself has become something that I try to avoid because I feel like I'm oversimplifying in every case, especially when it comes to human beings. I just feel like I, we can't we can't categorize that much. We've got to just relax and look at it in all of its diverse wonder and just accept that we're never going to be able to calculate it, sort it and put it in the place where it belongs because it belongs right here. Yeah. And you belong right here too, dear listener. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's Bob. The wonderful musician and activist I mentioned during this episode is Daryl Davis. Check out his story, it's really powerful. Also, our holiday gathering with the neighbors was delightful. We planned it to go from 5.30 to 7.30 and we finally shuffled off the last guests at 10 o'clock. Everyone had a fun time and now we know our neighbors beyond the flags they display during election years. It was not as powerful as any of the things that Daryl Davis experienced but it really did move me. Thanks for listening, friends. Merry Christmas.